Guy brags about banging my ex-girlfriend, so I make sure he never drives again. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. I'm a regular at a bar. I don't have family. My roommate was out of town. So I went to the bar. I was having a good night. Then this jerk showed up. Now, this jerk and I don't have a lot of history in mind. I was dating a girl three years ago. She cheated on me. I broke up with her. The whole relationship lasted all of a month. In my mind, that was the end of it. Things happen. Move on. The person she cheated on me with was this jerk. Now, this jerk is a weird person. I don't harbor any ill will. This guy, however, ran in very vaguely the same circles as me. He would see me at a bar or a party occasionally and make it a point to say, I screwed that guy's girlfriend. Occasionally, it was a party host saying, Hey, that guy's worried about you fighting him. Or at a bar, Dude, you gonna kick that guy's butt? Because he's asking people to have his back. I had zero interest in this guy. I gave not a single crap about him. I just wanted to have a drink and have fun. What was weird about it is that he always introduced himself and acted like he remembered me from somewhere. I'd be like, yeah, you banged Jennifer. Oh, how is she? We stopped dating, you know, after you banged her. Oh, well, good talk. And the smug prick would pat me on the shoulder. This was pretty annoying. I dated this girl for all of a month. It didn't even blip on my radar as a serious relationship. Except this guy would show up every now and then and remind me he banged a girl I was dating. So I'm in this bar, I'm hanging out with some vets, swapping war stories, and here comes this jerk. He goes, hey, I know you from... I say, dude, not now. I'm in the middle of a story. Screw off for a bit. I finished my story and he came back and said, I know you from somewhere. Yeah, you screwed Jennifer. I honestly don't give a crap. It was like three years ago. He left. The owner and the bartender were around me. The owner said, so do you hate that guy? I told him the story. He goes, are you going anywhere soon? After that question, heck no. The bartender was ticked because the dude was always grabbing her. The owner hated him because he was a drunk driving jerk. At the bar, you don't drive drunk. The owner has a policy that if you need to get home, they'll pay for a cab if you pay it back the next time you're in. If you're stone broke, you get a cab home. Just pay it back when you can. And he will call the police on you if you try to drive drunk. That dude does not tolerate that crap. This guy had a history of driving drunk from that bar. The bartender went back and made a phone call. And I drank a few beers. I was promised a show and I'd wait. The guy left and shook my hand. The smug prick even patted me on the shoulder and said, Say hi to Jen. He pulled out and there were flashing lights. The bartender called the non-emergency line and said there was a repeat DUI offender at the bar and they sent a non-marked car to hang out in the parking lot. This is his charge as a third time offender. 120 days to 11 months, 29 days in jail, $1,100 to $10,000 in mandatory fines, license revocation for 6 to 10 years, no restricted license available, subject to vehicle seizure or forfeiture, alcohol and drug treatment program, judge could order an ignition interlock device installed at your expense, if two convictions of DUI in 5 years, ignition interlock device required for 6 months after installment at your expense. That jerk was never driving again. Merry Christmas to me. This guy is the definition of a smug prick. Like, I hate him just from reading this story. Like, dude, you're the only one who cares that you screwed a girl that I was dating 3 years ago. I didn't even really care. 
That's why we broke up. You didn't accomplish something. You didn't ruin my life. Stop acting like you're some big shot. You're just an annoying jerk. I tried to warn a customer not to dispute his no-show charge with the bank, but they never listen. I work at a big brand name hotel in a beach town. In the summer, our rates skyrocket to almost $300 a night, and we're usually sold out. Someone booked two rooms for a long weekend, and decided not to show or bother calling to cancel. Our no-show policy is pretty standard, one night's cost for each room you booked. This gentleman was charged over $500 for his two no-show rooms. It sucks, and it's a lot of money, but it's 100% his fault. The gentleman called me a couple weeks later when he got his credit card bill. I explained to him our policy and that he wouldn't be getting a refund. He went off. You don't know who you're messing with. I'm not paying you, idiot. Yada, yada, yada. Eventually, he told me he was just going to dispute it with his credit card company. This is basically what I said to him. Sir, if you want to dispute the charge with your bank, you have every right to do that. I wouldn't personally recommend it though. If this was a case of a stolen credit card, I'd agree with you. But we have documentation showing you were informed of the no-show policy. However, if you wish to pass this issue along to the bank, I'll gladly deal with them. When you dispute a charge, the bank will front you the money while they investigate. When he got money from the bank right after he filed a dispute, he called me to gloat. He told me how stupid I was, yada yada. What I don't think he understood is that the money is pretty much a loan under the assumption that his charges really were fraudulent, which they weren't. I easily won the dispute, proving that he willfully did purchase these rooms and was informed of the no-show policy. Then the bank billed him back for the money they fronted him. He called me again. Lucky me. He told me that the bank was billing him and I had to pay it. He said, because it all started with my hotel, it was our responsibility to pay his bank bill. At this point, I didn't even know what to say anymore. I just said, no, have a good day, and hung up. Down the road, he called again, saying that his credit card company was threatening to turn over the bill to collections if he didn't pay. Now he wanted us to pay $800 because of the interest. I told him that his personal finances are his own business and to stop calling. I tried to warn that jerk from the beginning. I got to agree with our original poster on this one. It's all on the dude for not showing up or at least calling to cancel the rooms. Maybe he just forgot about the reservation or something. But either way, that's not your problem. Because he didn't show up, you guys weren't able to rent those rooms out to someone else. The hotel lost money. He made an obligation to take those rooms and he didn't take them. Of course there's going to be a no-show charge. You should know what the price is going to be. My manager was an awful person to me, so I got her fired in the most embarrassing way. Years ago, shortly after I graduated high school, I got a new job to support myself during college. The new gig was in a pet store, and I was working in the department that sold the fish, aquariums, reptiles, and birds. The store manager was an awesome guy, who I'll call Kurt. Kurt was an old school guy. He went to work, worked hard, and went home. That's all he expected out of you as well. My immediate manager over my department was this large snaggletooth witch of a woman I'll call Stephanie. We got off to a bad start because she quickly found out that I knew more about reptiles than her. 
She preferred the fish, whereas I had kept snakes for the past four to five years. Her ego couldn't handle a fresh employee not needing her guidance. From then on, she was terrible to me. She singled me out to clean the goldfish tanks and had the other employees cover sales every day I worked. She would say rude things to me, such as, You're the weak link in my team. You're the reason I'm having problems in this department. Fast forward about a year and my hours have been cut by about 25%. I asked the store manager what the deal was, and he told me that our department had lost too much money between lack of sales and broken merchandise. This puzzled me, but I didn't think much of it because everybody's hours were cut. Simultaneously, myself and a few co-workers had noticed something strange. Stephanie had recently taken much more interest in the customers. She insisted on helping certain customers and sending us to do busy work while they were there. A customer came in one evening and was talking to us about how nice Stephanie is. Turns out, Stephanie was breeding mice and selling them to customers outside of the store. We found out she was breeding all of her animals, her dogs, turtles, and mice, and selling them to customers she met through our store. Not only was this taking business from us, our store had a couple corporate policies. We did not feed nor sell mice as live food for snakes, and we donated a lot of time and money to shelters, and we condemned breeding dogs and cats for sales. Stephanie was making more money by selling animals to the customers, all while her department had hours cut for all of its employees. It didn't quite make sense how this was costing us so much money, until one evening I thought I had figured it out. Stephanie was an otherwise lazy woman, but when one of her customers came in, she was by their side the whole time. I watched closely as she followed a customer around, helping them pick out a cart full of expensive aquarium decorations and terrarium supplies, like lights and bulbs. I followed and wrote down every single item she grabbed. I wanted to see where this went. She directed the customer to a register and went to check them out. She's lazy and would never do this for any other customers. I noted the time and went back to work. I later spoke to other cashiers about Stephanie checking customers out, and they said that she only ever rang up certain customers, and she acted weird when they did. They suspected she was abusing coupons for them or applying hefty discounts. I got my coworkers to corroborate my story about the under-the-table animal sales and suspicious behavior, and I went to talk to Kurt. I handed him a paper with about 20 UPCs and the time written on it, and I said, I think if you look up a transaction from Register 2 at this time last night, you'll find a large discount applied to it. These are the items I would expect you to find on that transaction. He was a bit puzzled, and I explained everything to him. I told him I didn't want to make any accusations before because I wasn't sure. But after seeing her in action, I was pretty sure something was going on. He thanked me and assured me he would look into it. A couple weeks later, I was at work, and I noticed Kurt was standing near the door watching closely. It just so happens Stephanie was coming in for her shift right about that time. The second she walked through the door, he called her over to his office. Apparently, waiting in his office was a regional manager from corporate. He looked at the list I gave him and looked up transactions from the night before. He found one at the exact time I wrote, but it only had about half of the items I listed. But every item that was on that receipt was on the list I gave him. This prompted him to watch her for a few weeks, and in that time frame, they found her to be taking her customers around shopping personally taking them up to the register and scanning every other item and putting the expensive stuff into the cart without ringing it up. 
In that time span, she had given away over $1,500 in merchandise, and he looked back at the logs we keep for broken merchandise that is written off and found an excessive amount of aquarium supplies and decorations that were signed off by her. It was something like a thousand percent more written off broken merchandise than was found at the same time last quarter. All in all, she was charged with stealing and defrauding the store of over $3,500 in merchandise. And it just so happened that Kurt had already arranged for police to meet them after firing her to escort her out. I don't know if she went to jail, but I did watch her get walked out by police with about 20 employees staring. I wish I could have said something, but I had to settle for her making eye contact with me as she walked out, at which point I gave that jerk a quick wink. Goes to show, when someone's a jerk in one aspect, they're most likely a jerk in other aspects as well. I don't know how she didn't think she would get caught eventually. You can't be just giving away merchandise for free and writing it off. That's gonna add up over time. Maybe you can get away with doing this once or twice, but doing it for regular customers, you're just asking for trouble. Now she has this on her record and is going to have a really hard time finding a job anywhere else. I really hope it was worth saving those random people a few bucks. Jerk of a businessman forgets his wallet in my bar, so I go out of my way to make sure he gets it back. In the early 2000s, I worked at an Irish pub on 2nd Avenue and 9th Street in Manhattan. We were used to seeing Midwestern men on a business trip announce, I'll get the bill, this one's on me, only to regret it when they get the bill and realize that drinks in Manhattan don't cost the same as their local dive bar. The cast of our story today is Ohio businessman, waitress, and me. So this group of guys comes in and starts ordering beers. One guy, Ohio businessman, announces loudly, Order whatever you want, this tab's on me. So they rack up a tab of around $400 in just over three hours. When the bill is brought to Ohio businessman, he starts yelling about being overcharged. There's no way this is our bill. We didn't drink this much. I approach the table to try and help. Me. What seems to be the problem? This woman's trying to overcharge us. She's trying to charge us for extra drinks. What's the problem on the bill? Well, first of all, there are six shots on the bill. We never had any shots. Sir, there are six empty shot glasses on the table. Okay, maybe we had the shots, but there's no way we drank this many beers. Sir, there are six of you. You've been here for over three hours. At that rate, this bill says you and your friends averaged one beer every 45 minutes. The Ohio businessman seems a little flustered. His friends offer to pay, but he chimes in. No, I'll pay. So he pays and tips $7.37 because this would make his expense report total out to the closest to $10. After this, the waitress comes up to me to tell me he left his wallet in the booth. She's shaking. She tells me she wants to chuck it in the trash. I tell her to hand it to me. I'll take care of this. I take the driver's license out of the wallet, put it on top, and rubber band the lot. Keep in mind, this is government-issued ID. Free postage. I walk up the street and drop it in a USPS box. The Ohio businessman comes back asking about his wallet. I tell him what I did. He goes off on me about, What am I supposed to do for money? My hotel key was in there. He even threatened to call the police, to which I responded, For what? Going out of my way to make sure your belongings made it back to you? He kept going on about how he had no money, no hotel key, no cards for the rest of his visit. I know he left before it ever occurred for him to ask how he would get on that flight home. Welcome to New York City, jerk. 
I really don't like this story. I think our original poster is way more of an entitled jerk than the Ohio businessman ever was. He wasn't being a jerk. He'd had a few drinks and wasn't paying attention to how much was being ordered and how much each item costs. Yeah, he's gonna be a little bit surprised when the bill comes. But I get that you guys feel that you were shortchanged on the tip. But honestly, that's the problem with tip culture in general. You shouldn't be getting mad at the customer for not tipping well. You should be angry with your employer for not paying you a living wage to begin with. This guy just got screwed on his bill and really can't afford to rack it up anymore. We've all been there, so I can't really hate him too much for having to cut the tip a little short. I can, however, hate employers who want to pay their employees less than minimum wage and just have their customers cover the difference. It's a stupid system that leaves employees feeling this way about customers who don't tip well. You just screwed this guy over for the rest of his business trip because your employer doesn't want to pay you enough money. That's not fair to him, no matter what way you put it. I told my sister that she can't bring my niece and nephew to my birthday dinner if she can't keep them under control. My sister, Angel, claims to use hands-off parenting with my niece, Sophia, and nephew, Parker. In actuality, Angel is entirely permissive and refuses to discipline them. She expects other adults to step in when Sophia and Parker's behavior is getting out of hand. For this reason, I asked Angel to get a babysitter for Sophia and Parker if she wanted to attend my 27th birthday. I love Sophia and Parker as their aunt, and at the time, I wanted a peaceful evening to celebrate my birthday instead of dealing with Sophia and Parker's behavior, because I know Angel isn't going to discipline them. Angel acted understanding when I made this request and explained my reasons to her in person, but then she went online and made a Facebook post accusing me of hating Sophia and Parker and trying to punish Angel by inviting our sister Jessica's kid Megan to my birthday dinner. Never mind that Megan is 17 and is practically an adult herself. Several of our relatives and mutual acquaintances called me out and said I was a jerk and was excluding a 10 and 7 year old. I responded to Angel's post by sharing two videos of Sophia and Parker misbehaving while Angel did nothing. The first video was a recording taken by Megan, where Sophia and Parker were throwing tantrums and yelling at her. Megan was trying to calm Sophia and Parker down while Angel was on her tablet ignoring the situation. The other video was one that Angel took. Sophia and Parker were yelling, throwing toys at each other, and Parker even called his sister a bad word. Angel was laughing as if it were funny, and was again doing nothing to discipline Sophia or Parker. I wrote alongside the videos that I love Sophia and Parker as their aunt, but at the same time, I want a peaceful evening to celebrate my birthday. I don't want to be stuck disciplining Sophia and Parker because clearly Angel won't. Angel ended up not coming to my birthday at all. My parents told me I was in the wrong for sharing those videos, because everyone's children have acted up, and posting those videos didn't accomplish anything besides embarrassing Angel. They also said I should have compromised by having a nobody under 18 rule for my birthday dinner. Megan would not be able to attend, but then Sophie and Parker wouldn't feel excluded. I didn't see how that would be fair to myself or Megan. Am I the jerk for not wanting to make compromises for my birthday dinner? If you can't control your kids, then this is going to be the result. People aren't going to want them around. You can call it hands-off parenting or whatever you want, but at the end of the day, you're just not raising your kids. They're not pets. You can't just feed them and meet their basic requirements and otherwise leave them to their own devices. You do need to do some actual parenting. 
It sounds like her hands-off approach might be what she feels is best for her, but isn't what's best for the kids and anyone who has to spend time with those kids. You're not the jerk. Your sister just needs to get her act together and get these kids in line, or else she's going to have much bigger problems later in life, not to mention the problems that kids are going to have. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.